Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, today is the last day that we're going to focus on this particular question and all the examples of human wickedness and sin that come along with it. And I'm sure that you're going to join me in saying, thank God that we don't have to focus on this anymore. It's been a dark couple of weeks. But this is one of those core truths that the Bible teaches that we just can't get behind a lot of times. We just don't see it. It feels like the Bible might be exaggerating when it says that no one's really good. But by now, I hope that you are starting to agree with Scripture when it says that no one is good. And yesterday we talked about how, even though I think that is true, why are people not worse? And how human niceness is sort of this social fabric, this veneer that we all uh, apply to ourselves and to one another, but that being nice does not make us good and it doesn't make us righteous because all we have to do is look at what Jesus said in Matthew 5 and ask ourselves the question, what would you do if you knew that you could get away with it? That is an insight into who we really would be without Christ and it should terrify us. Now, today I want to sort of put a bow on this question because there are a couple other things I want to look at in Luke's gospel, some other things that Jesus said as it pertains to how all of this shakes out. If this is who we are, really, then what do we deserve? Because we talk about bad things happening to good people, but what do we deserve? Because we're not good people. In Luke chapter 13, it says this, There were some present at the very time who told him about the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And he answered them, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered in this way? Or those 18 on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them? Do you think that they were worse offenders than the others who lived in Jerusalem? No, I tell you. But unless you repent you will all likewise perish. Jesus is teaching us a very important theological truth here. He's saying that bad things don't happen to people as some sort of cosmic punishment as if they're any worse or deserving, more deserving of this kind of a death than anyone else. And this was the prevailing idea at the time. If you'll recall, Jesus' disciples even asked of the man born blind, Jesus, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Because there was this theological concept in the mind of the Jewish culture at the time that if something befell you, if something bad happened to you, you must have done something to deserve it because God wouldn't allow bad things to happen to you unless you We're being punished for some sort of sin. And what Jesus is doing here is he's taking that idea and he's completely 
flipping it on its head. Rather than saying, no, no, these are good people. No one deserves this. He actually takes the opposite approach and they don't know what to do with it. He says, did you think that they were worse? They're not any worse than you. Everyone deserves to die. Everyone deserves death because all people are sinners. These people aren't any worse because of how they died. Think about this. It would be like arguing about who is more comfortable on the Titanic as it goes down. Jesus's point to the crowd is, you're all headed toward death. Does it really matter in the end how you get there? Does it really matter in the end that some of you died quickly and some of you died painfully, torturously, if you're all going to end up in the place of death? Does it matter in the end? And I think it's an interesting question. It shouldn't, should it? Jesus's point to the crowd is, however you die, whatever circumstances of your death, you deserve it. If you are a sinner, you deserve death. This is what James teaches as well. And so when we answer this question, why do bad things happen to good people? There's a very easy answer, according to the Christian worldview. The answer is, there are no good people. There's no such thing apart from Jesus. And since no one ever asks the question, why bad things happen to bad people, because we just intuitively understand that, well, when bad things happen to bad people, they they deserve it. Does anyone care? Well, that's all of us. The, the more important question and the far more interesting question that should get us thinking about the person of God and who he really is, is not why bad things happen to good people, because good people don't really exist. The question that's far more interesting is why anything good happens to bad people. Because we can look at example after example of the grace and the mercy of God in our lives, in the lives of those we know, in the lives of people who not only don't know God, but want nothing to do with him. God is a gracious and merciful God, even to bad people. And that says less about us and much more about who God is. And it should cause us to seek God and to to want to know him more. What kind of a person treats people like us the way that God does? Only God. Only God. So as we wrap up this question, we're going to turn our attention to another big question that is absolutely key to understanding the problem of evil. And we're going to focus starting next week on what about those who never hear the gospel? What happens to them? What is their eternal fate and how in the world is that fair? So I hope you'll join me as we dive into another big question on the next week of Fruit Snacks. 